It's time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later on the show when we might answer your question. The big question on the table today is will USC be able to remain in the top four of the college football playoff even if they lose to Utah? I say yes. Let's get the thoughts of our guest now, Chip Patterson, one of our faves. He's the co-host of the Cover 3 podcast with Tom Fernelli and Danny Cannell. They do an excellent job. Of course, you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ where he's a college football analyst. Chip, thanks so much for making the time today. Well, no problem. I hope y'all are doing well. We're doing great. Okay, so are you with me or are you with Perloff that I think that if USC has a close loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, close loss, loses by a field goal in the last second, something like that, I think they still would deserve to be in over a one-loss Ohio State. Perloff says that's nonsense. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, two is greater than one, and the two in the loss column would be uh, jumped <laughs> by the one in the loss column, and that when you've got two losses to a team that the selection committee you know, <clears throat> sees as being much further down than the one loss that Ohio State has to the team that the selection committee considers number two, I mean, USC has that great opportunity that was afforded to, for example, the Georgia Bulldogs back in 2017 or uh, even to the Clemson Tigers back in 2020 to be able to get a rematch against the team that beat you in the regular season so that you may say, we beat everyone on our schedule. If the Trojans fumble that opportunity to beat the one team that it has lost to this season, then I, I think it's going to be very tough for them to feel like uh, they're getting screwed if they end up getting jumped by Ohio State, even as Ohio State will not be playing for a conference championship this weekend. What about TCU? If TCU loses their conference title game, what's the argument going to be like in that room about Ohio State versus TCU? Dude, I'm going to get so angry if TCU is out. They've been <laughs> everybody chip. regular season games, and they have already beaten everyone on their schedule. They also have a rematch, but it was a Kansas State team that they already defeated. And I, if I was to make a prediction, then you probably just can't get throttled. Like, they just can't get blown off the field by Kansas State, which, you know, judging by the way that that game was looking for a couple of quarters earlier in the season – it's not totally unlikely. Like it would, it would take TCU playing a good game to make sure that that game is even competitive. But if TCU plays a game against Kansas State that is competitive, then win or lose, I think that TCU should be in the college football playoff uh, based on the idea that they had 12 wins, uh, one against every single team that was on their schedule. And Chip, I wonder if the committee kind of reads the room, too, about uh, not that they care about the backlash, I don't think, but that the world would collectively lose its mind if TCU and the Big 12, by extension, was on the wrong end of another, like, you know, another screw job. Like, I, I just don't think college football fans would appreciate that. Um, here's a question for you. So let's say everything holds, right? And it's the order we see now in the top four. That's the way it's going to be. What do you think TCU versus Michigan what do you think the spread would be on that game and how much and how likely is it that TCU could pull off an upset? I think that TCU could definitely pull off an upset. In terms of the actual point spread on that one, uh, it, it would probably be larger than we might think just because of the fact that 
you know, TCU is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against this Kansas State team. I think the power ratings metrics that continue to say that TCU is much closer to the middle of the, the power five than it is to the very, very elite. And I think that Michigan is probably on the other end of that bell curve. But I do believe that given the, the course of the game itself, the two things that TCU – uh, and Michigan have both made their hay on this year are things that are not necessarily repeatable, and that's explosive plays. It would be these two teams just lining up and trying to get these big haymakers to go, and I think that there would be a, a lot of competition at the line of scrimmage that would be almost a stalemate. I think that it would probably be lower scoring than we might even expect two great rushing teams, and if I had to make a prediction, a lot of it would come down to you know where are we with the health of Blake Corum uh, and, you know, where are we with the health of TCU star wide receiver Quentin Johnston? But two teams that run the ball really well. TCU does a great job of finishing drives with touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. Uh, I think that TCU-Michigan would be, the, honestly, a better matchup in terms of what the final margin would be than necessarily Georgia-USC if things were to hold. Talking to Chip Patterson, CBS Sports HQ. Yeah, but to me, TCU-Michigan feels like a Peach Bowl matchup, not a Final Four, and I can easily see myself skipping that one on New Year's Eve. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say... Wow. There's a little bit... disrespect. You got it. What if I said, find a way to get Alabama? I know it's not going to happen, but Chip, if you put a team like Alabama or Ohio State in that Final Four, don't you think they could do damage? Is is there a huge difference between the 5-6 and team this year and the top four teams? I think there's a difference between the number 5 team and the number 6 team. I think that this is one of the uh, one of the worst Alabama teams in recent years, and I think that like there's two things that we can look at. Number one, uh, we can just look at the actual resume in terms of what it looks like on paper, because this Alabama team has zero top 15 wins. The best wins are against number 20 Texas by one point, uh, and then against Mississippi State. And, you know, that's, uh, that, that's honestly a resume that's not even as good as the number seven team, Tennessee, a team that the Crimson Tide lost to. I mean, this Alabama team is being propped up by quality losses to LSU and to Tennessee. When this Alabama team has left Bryant-Denny Stadium, it has made a lot of mistakes. It has not been disciplined. It has been heavily penalized. Bryce Young, as immensely talented as he is, he has not been able to carry this team. The wide receivers have let him down time and time again. The ground game seems to disappear away from Bryant-Denny. Uh, the thing that the committee is seeing on the team sheets are you know, efficiency metrics that do show that Alabama is one of the better teams. They are well-rounded, offense, defense, yards for play, yards for play allowed. And, and that may be true, but if we're going to judge Alabama by an Alabama standard, don't think that that Alabama team is going to come in the same way that that team did in 2017 after not winning the division and not playing for a conference championship and go on and win the national championship because Tua Tagovailoa and Jerry Judy and Najee Harris and Alex Leatherwood are not walking through that door. (laughs) And this team, the players on this Crimson Tide team, have not been up to that same standard. Ohio State, on the other hand, because you talk about five and six, I think Ohio State could do some real damage. I think that if USC loses to Utah and Ohio State gets in, now all of a sudden, you know, we've got uh, a really interesting scenario on our hands because we all sold all of the Ryan Day stock. We <laughs> sold all of the Ohio State stock. Yep. We were all bagging on this team based on the way it went against Michigan. But give the Buckeyes a second chance 
to be able to make a run at a national championship. And uh, like I'm, I'm going to be on CBS Sports HQ later tonight in the six o'clock hour, and they they showed me the odds board, and I'm going to have to make a pick for like, all right, what's the bet you want to lock in right now? And I was like, Buckeyes plus a thousand, because all you need is for a three point underdog uh, Utah team to take out USC. Ohio State's back in this thing, and Ohio State's chances to win two games against the field that includes Georgia, TCU, and a second shot at Michigan. Yeah, I think that that is a ton of value right now. Ohio State can cause damage. Alabama is just not good enough. Chip, do you think this is the beginning of a trend for Alabama? Is the program down, or was this year a blip? I think that the offensive coaching has been poor. I think it's been poor since the start of last year, and that's been with the arrival of Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien you know, is, is well-renowned and respected in coaching circles with people who have much deeper you know, inside football knowledge. But specifically, the trend that I have followed is that when this offense has left Bryant-Denny Stadium and gone to play in these road environments. They have not been great, and Bryce Young has had to really carry the load. They made a change at offensive line coach last year to try to fix the issue. That didn't bring, make a change. You know, they went to go get Jermaine Burton from Georgia, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. Still, I mean, this is Bryce Young playing hero ball is the best thing that they can do. And I think that for a program like Alabama, uh, that's, that is unacceptable. Chip, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. When you say, like, uh, when you mention everyone sold their Ryan Day stock, kid you not, read an article today on The Athletic that Ohio State should throw the entire bank at Mike Vrabel, even though Ryan Day is a record of 45-5, and five, I believe, is his record. But, but, Mike, Vrabel, but Mike Vrabel is what's going to come in and save the program. I, 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 we said it on late night on Saturday night when we were doing our instant reaction show. And, uh, like, Bud Elliott didn't believe it. Tom Fernelli was on my side. I was like, no, you don't get it. Just because it's not rational doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. <laughs> you have a losing record to Jim Harbaugh. That is a problem at Ohio State. So it, was, fat, it, it can turn very quickly. Ryan Day gets this team off the mat, delivers the national championship. All is forgiven. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But it is very, very funny uh, to see how the disconnect between – the you know deep inside the Ohio State brain versus what the national consensus seems to think about the Ohio State brain. Chip, we absolutely love the Cover Three podcast. Love watching you on CBS Sports HQ. Watch tonight six o'clock, as he just mentioned. Uh, a lot of fun. Hope we can do it again. Thank you. Sounds good. Y'all be well.